When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live, as always, from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron, and quite candidly, we're getting aggravated. I've gone through the seven stages already with Aaron Rodgers, and when people talk about how complicated it is to have him, look, I'm fully willing to live with it. Can I tell you something I once said to an executive? I once said to an executive here, it's a, a, and he's one, of my, he's one of the closest people to me. So, I mean, we have a wonderful working relationship to this day. We laugh about this to this day. But as we were going back and forth about something upon which we disagreed, I said to him, you have to understand, it's not my job to be easy to deal with. And so it's not Aaron Rodgers' job to be easy to deal with. It's his job to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the most uniquely gifted, talented people of all time. And uniquely gifted, talented people are frequently not easy to deal with. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with everything being a little bit complicated when it comes to him. But here's the problem. If one hour from now he has still not let the Jets know that he wants to come, then the only conclusion I can reach is that he's not really that certain of this decision. If he's that close to retiring, I mean, there's been an adage around football forever that once you start considering retiring, you are, for all intents and purposes, retired. And that's obviously not true because Tom Brady actually retired and then came back. But that's neither here nor there, and so have others. But the point is, the only assumption I can make, the only thing I demand of Aaron Rodgers if he comes to the Jets. I can't demand of him that he be as good as he ever was before. I can't demand of him that he not be a complex individual. I can't demand almost anything of him. But the one thing I can demand is that he wants to win as badly as I want them to win. This should be that important to him. And one hour from now, he is actually impeding that. And he knows that. So I'm going to not be angry until an hour from now. But an hour from now, I'm angry. Right now, I'm antsy and anxious. There there are multiple other stages of this thing that I will go through along the way. But maybe more than angry, I will actually start being in question. I, I think I will actually legitimately start questioning. I'll give you another analogy, just because my mind is racing in nine million directions. I've told this story on the air a million times. When I asked my wife to marry me, I accidentally, because of the movie Arthur, have you ever seen the movie Arthur? The legendary movie Arthur, Dudley Moore. uh, It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's a movie that in my life I probably watched, especially when I was much younger, at least a hundred times. And when Arthur asks Susan to marry him, which he's being forced to do because of the families, and he really doesn't want to, he says, Susan, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want, which is a hilarious line when Dudley Moore says it. And in my entire life, I had repeated that phrase over and over and over again because I loved that line from that movie so much. And in no other context had I ever asked anyone to marry me. So when I asked her to marry me, literally because I was so nervous, the words that came out of my mouth were, Stacy, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want. She didn't hear me say, take the weekend if you want. And so her response was, I will. And for one horrific moment, 
I thought she was saying, I will take the weekend. And then I realized that she was shaking, laughing, and crying all at the same time, and I knew immediately we were actually getting married. But for that one brief moment, I thought she was taking the weekend. And here's what I'll say, and I'm, I'm more certain of this than ever now. In retrospect, if she had said, I will take the weekend, I think it behooved me to rescind the offer because, A, this was a Thursday, so the weekend is a long time. So if it's going to take you from Thursday to Sunday to decide that you want to marry me, you're not as into this as I need you to be. This shouldn't be a hard decision. This should be a very easy to, Will you marry me? Yes. If it's will you marry me, um, you know what? On second thought, this isn't such a good idea. So how does this apply here? If this is this hard a decision for, he has more than taken the weekend. The weekend has literally come and gone. So if this is this hard of a decision for him, maybe as great as he is, we're better off without him. I can't believe I'm saying that. Did I just say that? You did. Am I right? You might be. Oh my God. What is going on here? Think about it this way though. This is the same player that the Green Bay Packers, who had him in their building for nearly two decades, were dying to get rid of. Yeah. In part because of this. Because he tends to be so exceedingly difficult to work with. Like you just said it's not part of his job description. But it makes things an awful lot easier if the quarterback in the front office are in lockstep. Look at Tom Brady in New England for all those years. Aaron Rodgers is the antithesis of that. But it's nice to have, it's nice when a person can operate with some, with some conviction and know what they want. And in the case of Aaron Rodgers, nothing could be further from the truth. All right, Greeny, we are brought to you in part by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Okay, so in the interest of moving into other things, I want to talk a little bit about a true legend we lost this weekend. I want to talk about Bud Grant. So Bud Grant was the coach of the Minnesota Vikings in the 70s. The 70s is when I fell in love with football. And one of two things is happening right now. Either you're my age or older, and you were nodding along when I say this, or you're younger, in which case you don't already know it, and it's not your fault. But when I tell you that there has never been nor will there ever be anything as great as pro football was in the 70s. Take it from me, I'm right. Pro football became what it is today because of the 70s, because of great teams, great coaches, great players, great rivalries. Most notably, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dallas Cowboys, who were two polar opposites. The Steelers, the working class, you know, heroes from the Steel City, the Cowboys, the glamorous Hollywood-esque kind of movie star types, something for everybody, the cheerleaders. You either loved one and hated the other or vice versa, and they were the dominant teams of the era. One of them won four Super Bowls, the other one won two during that time, and they played each other twice, and they were the dominant teams of their respective conferences. But there were so many great teams and personalities in that era. And right at the top of the list were the purple people eaters, the Minnesota Vikings. They used to play in Metropolitan Stadium before any of this domed stadium nonsense came into the NFL. And there was nothing like, I'm telling you, there was nothing like watching a December Sunday afternoon game in the snow. Fran Tarkenton against Roger Staubach 
Tom Landry on one side, Bud Grant on the other. Those purple people-eater defenses, Carl Eller and Alan Page. That was as great as anything has ever been. And Bud Grant was a, an integral piece of that. Bud Grant didn't allow his team to have heaters on the sidelines in Minnesota in January. When they brought him out to introduce him recently and introduce him on the field on a freezing cold day this past year, at the age of 95, he walked out there on a short sleeve shirt. God bless Bud Grant, who parenthetically was a great coach who led teams to four Super Bowls. I feel like in this day and age, everyone remembers Marv Levy and the Bills going to four Super Bowls because they did it in a row. The Vikings didn't do it consecutively, but Bud Grant led them to four Super Bowls. He was an an incredibly good coach for an incredibly long time of really good teams in Minnesota who just never quite got over the hump. But he was also, as we came to know, and you would hear him in in a lot of different places because he remained sort of active, he was a gentleman's gentleman. Just one of the truly terrific people you might ever come across, dignified, honorable, the best. So I will tell you that I speak for a generation, and and you know me. You know that's not my team. I'm not a Minnesota Vikings fan. I didn't grow up. They were no more or less important to me than any other team. But when I saw that news, tiny little piece of my childhood died. Little piece of my childhood went with Bud Grant on Saturday, and What happens as you get older is that you have fewer and fewer of those pieces left. You know, as you get to be older yourself, all of a sudden the people who were you perceived to be older when you were young, we start losing them left and right. And that's not just sports, but if you're me, then sports is the most important thing. But it's true of musicians and movie stars and any other public figures. People I didn't know. And so again... Rest in peace, Bud Grant. Thank you for being a part of something so wonderful at its peak, for a, a part of something so epic that I, along with literally millions of others, fell in love with it for the rest of my entire life. Anyway, that made me feel better after venting about Aaron Rodgers for a little while. All right, we'll continue in just a moment. We've got a green light to do. We'll get some phone calls in today, and hopefully we'll get some news for the love of all things holy. As we roll along with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Can someone fix Twitter? I'm a sports announcer. I don't claim to be that smart, but I know that Twitter was something that I really enjoyed. We sit here during commercial breaks on this radio show, and I would just glance at Twitter, and it would keep my mind occupied. And now, I glance at Twitter, and I don't know what I'm looking at. All I'm seeing are things that are trending. I don't know why they're trending. I'm also getting sent into my timeline things that are two and three days old. I'm getting things from accounts I've never heard of talking about things I couldn't care less about. Someone's selling me a t-shirt that says, Dear Mom, Great Job, We're Awesome. What the hell is that? What is going on? When did this happen and why? This is Greeny. That's me. ESPN's Tournament Challenge is officially open. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app now. Join the group ESPN Radio and fill out your bracket today. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Once more, a very quick reminder. Very important announcement we made today. Our first book signing has been set. Plus, we have arranged for personalized autograph copies to be available no matter where you are. All the information for both of those right now is pinned to the top of my Twitter page. The aforementioned Twitter, it is still good for some things, and in this case, it's it's invaluable for this. So go to my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. You will see a link, and if you click there, you will be able to, A, register to come to our first book signing, um, which is April 2nd in Ridgewood, New Jersey, uh, and B, you are, no matter where you are in America, you can order a personalized autographed copy. So we thank you endlessly for your support. Now, if you go to Twitter, you also might find this from Rob Domoski, who's someone I know well and like. He is our Packers reporter, and he's excellent. And he wrote, just he tweeted, now it's 11 minutes ago, we're an hour away from the start of free agent negotiating period, and I'm told neither the Packers nor the Jets know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I got to tell you, I'm down on this. I mean, I, I, I am officially down on this. I, I am approaching saying the Jets need to pivot because if you're just not that in, then what are we doing here? Either you're in or you're not. I need you all in. What are the things in life I need all in? I don't know. Airline pilots. I can't have my airline pilot deciding like right before we take off, you know, I don't feel like flying this plane today. No, I need you all in. I need a quarterback all in. I need you to say, you know what? 
yes, maybe it was a difficult decision to leave Green Bay. I totally get that. But the horse is long since out of the barn, or maybe in the case of Wisconsin, the cow is long since out of the barn. It's been milked and the cheese is ready. We know leaving Green Bay has got to be hard. But at some point, there's what are we waiting for? Either you want to continue to play, you want to play for the Jets, or you don't. If you do, I will be thrilled. There's nothing in the world as a fan I want more. But if it's this hard for you to make up your mind you want to do that, then I'm out. I'm out, and we need to get out. They need to get out, get Garoppolo, get Tannehill, get somebody else, because they need a quarterback who knows which direction on the field we're trying to get to, because the kid we drafted two years ago doesn't. So we need something. But... I'm getting close to getting legitimately worried about this. So if the news crosses today and you learn that Aaron Rodgers has said yes, that he wants to come play for the Jets. I'll be thrilled, but I'll be worried. Yeah, of course. Once he becomes the quarterback, then A, you have no, there's no other alternative but to root for it like crazy. And and B, I'll, I'll be thrilled, but it will be in the back of my mind, not the front of my mind, but the back of my mind that all these things that people keep telling me I need to be worried about, Maybe I need to be worried about At this point, it almost feels like receiving an answer, even if it is no, would be more instructive, would be better than just having to play a waiting game. Because that might wind up killing you. That's always true. Always true. It's much better to know than not to know whether... The not knowing would be the second worst thing that can happen here. There are three things that can happen. One, he tells you he's coming. Two, he tells you he's not coming. Three, he doesn't tell you anything. Of those, the best one is they go in that order. They go with I just listed those in descending order. So if I'm reading Rob Domofsky's tweet correctly, what he's saying is the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, and you have the exact same intel on this. It's just nothing. It's just mystery. It's just a question? Yeah. How is that possible? He knows what they talked about when they were together last week, and I don't. He, you know, he, he knows whatever promises or thereabouts that Rodgers has made to them, and I don't. But as of this moment, they're waiting on Rodgers to give the go-ahead to this, and he hasn't done it. So we'll continue to wait. I, I can't just allow the program to be completely hijacked <laughs> by that. So I'll, I'll get on to some other business here, and we'll just continue to wait. Uh, NBA action tonight, Mavs and Grizzlies. Presented by Indeed, coverage 7 Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Meanwhile, I'm ready to go right now. Green light with I'm going to give Hembo a green light because I do notice that a lot of people are into this World Baseball Classic. I'll confess with everything else going on this weekend with Northwestern playing Friday night and the Selection Sunday stuff and then obviously all of the football free agency, I've paid almost no attention. I've seen highlights, obviously. But for those who are focused, catch everybody up on the World Baseball Classic. This has been a genuinely great event that is buzzing the baseball world. Um, the biggest star, of course, in the world of baseball is Shohei Otani, who is putting on a show. Japan is 4-0. and They're advancing. They're among the favorites to win the tournament. And this is really setting up, Greeny, the year of Otani. The World Baseball Classic this year has, has, is generating a lot of buzz. He's obviously at the very center, at the very top of that conversation. And as we all know... He's a free agent in Major League Baseball after this season. And when you look at the amount of, uh, the amount of attention that he receives and the global admiration, Shohei Otani right now is on the short list of the biggest stars in the entire world of sports. I don't, you can't find a single person willing to say a single bad word about the guy. You're not going to go a week 
without hearing from someone or from someone's about where his landing spot might be, how, if, if his next contract will approach a billion dollars. And this is almost kind of the, the kickoff, if you will, to the year of Otani. I completely agree with you. I, he, he is um, he's the biggest star in that sport, and it's not even close. And he, he's, he gives baseball something it has not always had, which is a global star. Baseball has certainly had international stars. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, a huge percentage of the star is from uh, of the sport is from Latin America. I don't know what percentage it is now, but it's significant. Um, and there have been plenty of other stars who've come from Asia and have become big stars in the sport here and there. I think Otani is the first. This is the first time that a player of this magnitude brings all that extracurricular stuff. So it's as good a scenario as you could beg for. Baseball couldn't have possibly dreamt up a better scenario. I'm telling you, I think we're going to have a great baseball season. I think with all the changes in the rules and everything else, we are on the verge of having a great baseball season. We most definitely are. This is going to, there's going to be a lot of people, maybe casual fans of the sport, that caught on to the World Baseball Classic. They're going to stick with it. And for others like me, of course, who watch the sport every single day, if you're just sort of a more casual viewer, you're going, the sport is going to really impress you this year because you're going to notice how different it is. Like the rapidity with which the game is going to be played this year is going to go a long, long way for people. The athletes, you're going to really get to see for the first time in quite some time, some of the more ancillary skills in baseball really shine. You're going to see more batted balls. You're going to see more singles, more balls in play. All the things that baseball was built upon that we've slowly lost over the years, we're going to get back. I'm going to go as far as to say, Greeny, that I think 2023 will be the best year baseball had since 1998. That's the kind of national attention I think it will receive. And based upon some of the early ratings this year, both in the World Baseball Classic and the spring training games, I think it might be a safe bet to make. Let's just hope that it doesn't. we don't look back on it similarly to the way we look back on 1998. By the way, <laughs> there was a note in here, I'm not sure if you or Bubba put it in, but that I really like. Former Met pitcher Matt Harvey was the winning pitcher in uh, Italy's 7-1 to win over the Netherlands. Italy is managed by Mets legend Mike Piazza. And then maybe the most entertained I was by this is that they put in my note, Italy has an espresso machine in their dugout. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? You get yourself a little espresso between innings, kind of part a spark you up there and i have you ever had an italian espresso i don't mean one here i mean in italy oh no no of course. oh i'm telling you right now you don't need what do they get rid of uh, was it greenies whatever it is they used to have uh-huh. uh, you need you want to wake up get yourself a shot of espresso in italy <laughs> come out throwing 97 out of the oh they know what they're doing i'll tell you right there, i would come out throwing 97 if i tried that okay still plenty to do here as we continue i will tell you something i did this weekend that i never would have thought i would and i loved it we have today's funny story of the day which is not a segment we do but we did it friday and i liked it and we have another one i like even better uh, plus we are continuing to be on rogers watch and we'll see how that thing turns out back in a flash on espn radio Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny, as we roll along here on ESPN Radio. Remind me who sings this, Cam. I like this song. Uh, the Lumineers. Ho-hey. The Lumineers. Yeah, yeah. This is a good song. Uh, anyway, uh, it sort of makes me feel a little better because we're 22 minutes away from D-Day for A-Aaron. I mean, that, that's genuinely how I feel. If I think it's over at noon. I really do. If the Jets... And, and, and let's put it this way. If I were... If this were any other team, we all know who I'm rooting for. So let's just say, I don't know, the Raiders were in it for them or, or for him or whoever else. I know that me, as a, as a sports conversationalist, as a talk show, if we were talking about it on this show, I would be saying at noon they have to cut bait. At noon, the Raiders or the Bears or the Packers, well, you know what I mean, have to cut bait and move on and go to plan B because you can, A, you cannot allow this to run the risk of making you miss out on whatever your other plans are. And B, I would be genuinely concerned about his level of commitment to the whole thing if he takes it past noon today. Like, what he knows the significance of noon today. So if he if it's if he's so torn, so wrestling with this decision that he it goes past that, I genuinely believe I know I'd be telling other teams they need to move on. The feeling that I get is something might well have changed or might well have happened over the weekend because at the end of last week we had active Jets players tweeting at him, you know, recording videos, recruiting him, like things that you would probably only do if you had it on good authority that it was likely. But again, having not had any new information since Friday, and if what you're telling me is true, the Jets truly have absolutely no idea at this stage in the game, then I, feel, I would feel exactly as you are right now, ready to cut bait at noon. I, I think you have to. Uh, Shefty just tweeted, I'm going to read you Adam Schefter's tweet verbatim, when the negotiating window for free agency opens in under an hour, the Texans and Raiders are expected to pursue former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per league sources. Jets also could get in, but they're in wait-and-see mode oh. right now. Well, that's, I mean, that's not a surprise. Right? That's not a surprise. So that's where we are. I'm telling you, we're 20 minutes away from losing me. You've lost me. Knowing what you know now, yeah. do you wish that they had matched the Derek Carr contract? No. You st- still I don't. would still rather have Garoppolo than Carr. Am I wrong? No, I don't think so, especially given what... Garoppolo is going to cost. Garoppolo is going to cost a lot less than Carr. But the fact that you're already there in terms of your mindset, are we sure Garoppolo is going to cost a lot less than Carr? I think. Yeah, I think he will. I always wanted Garoppolo more than I wanted Carr. I never thought Carr would work in New York. Carr is, Carr is, and I don't mean this negatively, but Carr is a, 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 I think, a person who his personality, I think, might not have been a good blend with the dynamics of this market. Whereas Rogers, I don't think it matters where he is. Mm 
and Garoppolo a little bit of the same. I think Garoppolo would love the life here. <laughs> I really do. Uh, so would the life. <laughs> frankly, if I, <laughs> that's very well said. If I looked like Jimmy Garoppolo, I would love the life here too. Uh, all right, quick note on Honey Nut Cheerios. That's not the way I meant to say that, but it is, <laughs> it is a quick word from Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, what better way to start your day than with Honey Nut Cheerios? Made with whole grain oats, making it a heart-healthy food. It also has a touch of real honey, making it delicious. So you don't have to compromise on taste. It truly is the perfect combo, great tasting and good for you. And for a limited time, Cheerios has changed some of its iconic O's into hearts to remind Americans that living a happy, heart-healthy lifestyle can be fun, easy, and delicious. Look for Cheerios with happy heart shapes wherever you buy groceries today. Okay, so there's something, in order to take my mind off, to cleanse my palate, I want to tell you something I really enjoyed this weekend that I never would have dreamt I would. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So we had a house guest uh, last week. Uh, our closest friends in Chicago, a family, the Dugans, their son is now grown up and lives in Philadelphia, and he came to New York on a business trip, and he stayed with Stacy and me last week, like three days. And he was leaving Saturday in the middle of the day, so we're having breakfast. He, I didn't get to spend much time with him because I'm working and he's working, but Saturday morning we got up, we had breakfast, and I, you know, he's a kid I've known literally since he was born. He's now he's a year older than Nikki, 23 years old. And so we're having breakfast, we're sitting in the house, and he says to me, do you mind if I put on, he says to me, do you have Peacock? I said, yeah, we have Peacock. He said, I want to watch the rugby. So he was a rugby player in college. And there was this rugby tournament that only six countries, he's, I would never have known this, but he explained to me that six countries compete every year in this one very, very big, it's like, I don't know if it's like the World Cup of rugby. That's how I was kind of perceiving it. And he loves watching it. And could we sit and watch it? So I said, sure. So I sat with him. So did Stace, and we watched, I watched an hour of Italy playing France in rugby, and I didn't understand at all what was going on at first, and then he explained it all to me, and it was pretty easy, and I have to tell you, that was a damned entertaining sport to watch. Hmm. Now, it was much like there were all these dignitaries in the stands, so it had, that's why I, I, I kept comparing it to the World Cup. I have no idea if it's as meaningful as the World Cup. I mean, maybe nothing is. But I don't even know that this is the biggest rugby tournament in the world is what I mean. Was it called Six Nations? Yes, Six Nations. There are six countries, Italy, France, and the four United Kingdom countries, I think. But anyway, the po- oh, no, it wasn't. It, it, I'm sorry, it was Wales. It was Wales against Italy that we were watching. But that's not the point of the story either. The sport was very entertaining to watch. And more to the point... They're, 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 going, they're, they're, they're tackling each other on every single play, and they're not wearing helmets. And so I said to my friend, to, to William, I said, how are these guys not getting concussions on every single play? He said, because they teach you, when you learn the game, the very, very specific procedures for making tackles. That's why in the NFL, every now and again, you'll hear reference to a rugby tackle. You, you see it on every single play, and they never collide heads, never in the entire time I was watching. And it is also a gentleman's sport, as they call it. So they never argue with the refs. They're not allowed. Uh, and when the match is over, the losing team claps off the winning team. They literally stand on the sides, and the winning team walks through the middle, and the losing team claps for them. And I thought, could you imagine if we tried to do that in this country? Could you imagine if, like, instead of walking off the court 
legendarily when the Bulls finally beat them in 1991 if Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer and Dennis Rodman and the rest of them had stood and clapped the Bulls off the court in gentlemanly fashion. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I'm sure most people listening to this have never seen rugby in their lives. I hadn't either. I'm not doing a commercial for rugby. It makes zero difference to me whether you watch it or not. But I just thought I would share. This was a new sports experience that I had, and I genuinely liked it. I think the NFL has begun scouting rugby teams across the world. The Eagles left tackle, Jordan Mailata, famously came, came over as a – made himself famous on the internet by just running over people playing rugby. The other thing that I've noticed, too, is that I think NFL teams, coaches, could learn from rugby with all these, like, lateral and pitch plays. Like, there's some like, – they have that down to such a science. You do wonder – if you might be able to get good at that kind of skill by watching rugby. Now, if I were to go so far as to say that watching the sport of rugby and watching the sport of soccer, that I found rugby more entertaining, would that be a controversial opinion? Like, soccer is the world's most popular game, and obviously it has an enormous fan base in this country, not compared to baseball, but certainly compared to rugby and almost everything else outside of what we describe as the four major sports, I found myself very entertained. Anyway, I shouldn't spend a lot of time on this on an important day in American sports. I just thought I'd share that, and I bet you there are a few people listening right now nodding along saying, you're exactly right, Greeny. This is a damned entertaining sport. Last thing, guess the first year in which they ever held the Six Nations Championship. Oh, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know how old the sport is. I, I feel like it's something, it's a historic thing, right? It goes back a ways. 1882. Okay, 18, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 50 years s- older than the World Cup. Right, I was going to say 18-something. Okay, there you go. I'm telling you right now, I'm a rugby guy. Got to get me a jersey. I'm going to be a big rugby gonna guy. Going to join a, an intramural men's league? Big fan. No, I can't. Have you seen the way these guys hit each other? Oh, my God. On every single play. No, I wouldn't play You'd rugby. you on the senior tour. If my life depended on it. No, I'd have to be on the senior, senior tour. The, the, I, would ha- I would only play if the median age of the other players was above 90. <laughs> and if there's no contact. And then I would make quite the run. Flag rugby. Uh, March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with Zip Recruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Meanwhile. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. Today I have some unsolicited advice for Hembo. Hembo, you don't need any advice from me. Actually, yes, you do. And I'm about to give it to you. Are you ready for this? Hit me. We have discussed many times, Bubba, that Hembo and his wife Lizzie have identical twins. Right. And, and again, this isn't... A topic, an issue, not an issue, a phenomenon with which I am intimately aware because I am married to an identical twin, as you know. So I understand some of the challenges and difficulties. And you, Hembo, for reasons that I continue to find curious, really struggle to tell your children apart. Like every time your wife posts on Instagram a little picture of little Michelle and the other one. Charlotte. Are we 100% sure of that? Like, you can't tell a picture of one of them apart from the other. What are the chances you have the other one's name wrong? I'm, I'm 100% on the names, but there's never been a picture you've ever shown me for which I've been more than 90%. That's correct. Like, if, if, if you ask me to see a picture of my kids, I will show it to you. And when I tell you which is which, I will not say I'm almost certain. 
Like, at no point will I say, that's Nikki, and I'm almost positive that's Steven. Like, I know my kids from one another. Now, again, they're not the same age. They're not the same gender. I have a, a few advantages over you, you in this, on this front. But a similar thing can be said of my wife and her sister. There was never going to be a time when I'm going to misidentify a picture of the two of them, but others would. Now, in your case, your twins are not in their 50s. <laughs> they're less than a year old. So we found a story that might be of help to you. There was a mother who was having difficulty telling her identical twins apart. And so she went to a doctor. The doctor couldn't tell them apart. She went to the police. The police couldn't tell them apart. So she fingerprinted them in order to determine which twin was which. Now, I have a question about this story. Hembo, was it you or Cam who put this story in the doc? Uh, it was from from Chris Carlin. Oh, it was Chris Carlin. Oh, that's right. Chris Carlin sent the story. That's right. I forgot. I have to challenge Carlin on this. Like, I think this is the, this is the fatal flaw. Like, you know, in the movie, the detective comes forward and says, aha, I know who's lying. The mother is lying. If she says that she is able to tell her twins apart because of their fingerprints, she's lying. And the reason is identical twins have the same fingerprint. I have known this again for 25 plus years because I'm married to one and I've thought many times what a great little plot twist that would be in some sort of murder mystery that the murderer is actually the identical twin, but they have identical fingerprints. They have identical DNA. If you were to take Michelle's DNA, a sample of her DNA, if she were to commit a crime someday, all right, let's just, no, no, she's not going to be the criminal, which is the other one. By the way, uh, I'm reading that's not true. It's not accurate that they have the same fingerprints. They have the same fingerprints. I'm positive. I don't, oh, have you fingerprinted them? I have not fingerprinted <laughs> them, but I am of the opinion that they have, do they not have the same DNA? They have the same DNA, but different fingerprints. They do not have the same fingerprints? It says, I'm reading right now, it's a misconception that twins have identical fingerprints. While identical twins share many physical characteristics, each person still has their own unique Uh, fingerprint. And then there's just article after article after article saying, the claim, identical twins have identical fingerprints. And then the facts saying no. So, yeah, I've heard that. I know what you're talking about because I've always heard that too. And I'm right there with you. But I think it's just... uh, you know, it uh, might be identical so much so as like an iPhone wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But. Oh, an iPhone yeah. maybe on the, the fingerprints. And I've, they can open each other's iPhone easily. Like I guarantee That's you right wild, now, man. if you give Michelle an iPhone, which you should when she's very young because she's a good kid. And the other one, she can fend for herself. But, but the point of it is when you give her her phone, the other one will be able to open it. That's so crazy. With facial recognition. Crazy. But the question is, can she open it with the fingerprints? So I've been wrong about that. All this time, Bubba? That's it. I mean, according to very <laughs> quite a few articles. It says they're very similar, but yeah. not quite the same. Which is why I'm assuming they fingerprinted them at the police station. So, so I was then going to go back to maybe this is something you should consider, <laughs> we, which is you should, you, should, you should fingerprint them so you can tell them apart. This is not a problem for Lizzie, just for me. Right. Like, so it sounds like the mother, this was her last resort. I can just ask my wife. Who's that? No, but, the, but I assume she's not home all the time. She's not home all the time. Are you ever alone with the twins? Yes. So you run the risk of feeding one of them twice. Yes. So what I'm telling you is what you have to do is mark one of them. You got to put some sort of like, you ever go to a club? Well, who am I talking to? You know, most people have been to a club and they put like some sort of stamp on your hand that is like fluorescent. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, like you put it under a black light, or like whatever not when you do. walk into the Baseball Hall of Fame, like it a shows real club. Up there. Oh, do they do <laughs> they that at the do Hall of Fame? They do. They mark your hand at the Hall of Fame. Okay, fair enough. Perfect. So you got to do that to one of them. Okay. Put that, like at the Hall of Fame. Can we go to the Hall of Fame? No, you can't do this at the Hall oh, of you're Fame talking about doing because this at they're home. four months old. I'm saying just do this to one of them and not the other, and then you'll know which is which. <laughs> All right. Now you know what we do when Aaron Rodgers continues to keep us on hold. I literally Seven can't minutes, believe it's come to this. I'm going to lose minutes. it. Seven minutes until I lose it. I'm telling you, lose it. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.